Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. If you're listening right there in Madison and North Florida, if you're listening in South Georgia, if you are listening by computer, Anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world, we welcome you today. And we pray that you will go with us into this Bible study. We are, uh, have a, uh, uh, an opportunity today to hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto us as individuals. Hallelujah. I believe God speaks through His Word and by His Holy Spirit. These two great ways of communicating His, His thoughts, His desires, His, His purposes, His plans, His, His, uh, counsel, uh, hallelujah to every one of us. So I pray that your ears, your spiritual ears will perk up today for this broadcast. We're talking about the last of the last days, living in the light of the soon coming of Jesus Christ. We are living. I believe it can be substantiated biblically. I believe that we can look around uh, globally at our world, not just our nation, and we can see everything coming into place and being set in place uh, that the Bible said would be necessary to be in place for Jesus Christ to return. That's why I believe we are living in the last of the last days. And it's vitally important that we, as God's people, acknowledge that we are living in the last of the last days. And number two, that Jesus could return at any moment. And number three, then we need, therefore, to be ready all the time for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the message under this overarching theme, the last of the last days, that we need to be prepared for the coming of Christ. We need to be waiting and watching, as the old camp meeting hymn said, watching both day and night, <laughs> keeping my records bright. I'm getting ready to leave this world. Are you ready to leave this world? Not only when Christ comes, but when you draw your last breath here, do you know today that you will draw your next breath in heaven with him. Praise God. If you don't know that, you need to know that. Billy Graham said it well when he said, a man is not really prepared to live until he's prepared to die. So I believe in the imminent return of Jesus Christ. But even if it was going to be another hundred years, we won't live out that hundred years People are going to be passing, and when they do, they're going somewhere forever, and God wants you to go to heaven, and God wants you to live with him in a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Oh, friend of mine, I can't wait for the soon coming of Jesus today. I'm waiting, I'm watching, 
and I want to keep my record bright. Praise God. I want to be faithful to Him. If you have your Bibles today, would you please turn with me to Matthew's Gospel 25, verses 1 through 13, 13 verses out of the 25th chapter of St. Matthew. I want to tell you before we read today about being about being ready for the coming of the Lord. The reason I'm using the term, the last of the last days. It's because of the words of Christ himself that said when you see these particular things coming to pass that he enumerated in scripture, uh, you know that, that the coming of the Lord is near at hand. It's even at the doors. If it's even at the doors, that means we are not just living in the last days. It could be argued theologically, biblically, that the last days began on the day of Pentecost. It set that last day scenario into motion. But we're not living just in the last days. I believe we're living in the last of the last days. And the great message of the Holy Spirit and the Bible to the church is to be ready, to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to Matthew 24. I want to back up before we read out of Matthew 25 of the first chapter through the first 25th chapter, first verse through the 13th. I want to read Matthew 24, 43 and 44. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, but know this, if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour you think not the Son of Man cometh. This word ready here literally means to be prepared, to do something, to receive one coming. If someone, if you know someone is coming to your home, you get ready to receive them. One translation says a paraphrase, but it's good. It said you must be ready all the time. Praise God. And this is the message of the New Testament. This is the message of Jesus, our Sovereign and our Savior. To be ye also ready, for in an hour you think not, the Son of Man cometh. The parable of the ten virgins awaiting the espoused groom is a message of preparedness. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Listen carefully. Jesus is speaking this parable. And he says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went out forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest we not have enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they which were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was 
shut. Afterward came also those other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Watch therefore, for you don't know the day, you don't know the hour. So the message of Scripture is to be ready to make sure our lamps are trimmed and burning and that we have oil in our lamp. The old camp meeting hymn said, Give me oil in my lamp. I pray, give me oil in my lamp. Listen very carefully. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. And that's how God has marked us. He has given us the Holy Spirit. The scripture is very clear. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And oil becomes a type of the Holy Spirit. That's why we anoint with oil. It's a type of the Holy Spirit who is with us to do the work when we pray for someone to be healed, to manifest uh, that, that presence of Christ and that healing virtue of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Watch, therefore. Make sure there's oil in the lamp because that is how God marks us as his own. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Without the Spirit of Christ, we do not belong to him. We can belong to church, some religious order, but the issue is not belonging to church or religious order. The issue today, dear friend, is belonging to Jesus Christ. And the scripture is clear. It says he has sealed us with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, unto the day of redemption. God is not going to have to figure out who are His. He knows because He has marked us. This word sealed means to mark or to brand, literally, to put His mark upon us. That's why we, we don't have to worry about the mark of the beast. Uh, in the, Really, the, the devil is trying to mimic what God is doing. He wants to be God, according to the Scripture. And he's mimicking what God is doing. God marks His people. The devil is going to mark His people during the tribulation. It's called the mark of the beast. But the Holy Spirit granted to you and to me as believers, hallelujah, is God's brand. It's God's mark of ownership. And that's what it means to seal in the Greek. It's a mark of ownership. We belong to God. Hallelujah. We belong to Jesus Christ. We are, in fact, his reward for his suffering on the cross, and that's why we are called the bride of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. This word watch literally is rendered in some translations to keep watch. One paraphrase says, stay awake and be prepared. One, one translation says, be on the alert. This parable is a strong warning against professing Christ instead of possessing Christ. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Romans 8 says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Romans 8 and verse 9. When, when we are truly saved, 
Jesus comes into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. His abiding presence confirms that we belong to Him. Ephesians 4 and verse 30 says it clearly, that the Holy Spirit of God whereby we are sealed unto the day of redemption. And it means uh, a sign of ownership, like a brand. <laughs> you know, most of us uh, in my age group came up when Westerns were the most prominent uh, TV shows uh, that people that just, you know, season after season, Gunsmoke and Rawhide, and, and, and uh, I can still hear, head them up, move them out, Rawhide. And one thing about all of those cattle, because they would blend with other cattle or they would get lost, they were branded. And that brand was a sign of ownership. And that's what sealed means here. In the Greek, it's a sign of ownership, like a brand, and it marks us as God's own children. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We are redeemed. We belong, therefore, to God. He is our Father, and we are His sons and His daughters. We have oil in our lamps, His abiding presence by the Holy Spirit. He knows us. We are kept unto the day of redemption. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Amplified is very clear here. It says, By whom ye were sealed, marked, branded. It uses all of those terms as God's own, secured for the day of redemption. Praise God. And this word to watch means to anticipate, to be on the alert for Christ's return and to live accordingly and to live accordingly. In other words, the knowledge of his soon coming should affect the way we live our life here and now. Living in the light of the soon coming of Jesus, knowing that we are in the last of the last days, should affect every facet of our life as children of God. Hebrews 9 in verse 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. You see, Jesus is going to appear at the second coming as judge of the earth, and everyone will see him that's on the earth, and, and they will mourn because of him, because the offer of salvation has been rejected, and the Savior that has been rejected is now coming to judge the world. But this coming is without sin. He's not coming to judge sin or sinners. He's coming to take his redeemed ones unto himself. Praise God. He's coming for the blood-bought church. Every Christian who has been washed in the blood of the Lamb by applying that blood to their life by repenting of their sin and receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior. You see, it wasn't enough for the Lamb to supply the blood at the Passover. Back in Egypt when the death angel is passing over 
And God says, when I see the blood, (laughs) hallelujah, I, I will pass over you. But the lamb had to be slain. But And therefore, the lamb supplied the blood necessary to bring safety and security. But only the person by faith could apply the blood. And that's why the Bible said we are saved by grace through faith. God supplies the grace. Jesus supplied the blood for the grace to to be allowed. But we must repent of our sin and receive Christ as our Savior to apply the blood. And the blood applied, will uh, God will immediately acknowledge us as his children. And to prove it, he seals us with the Holy Spirit. This is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the purpose of power to be witnesses unto him. This is the Holy Spirit coming in at salvation to manifest the presence of the Father and the Son and himself in our hearts and in our lives hallelujah some someone said to 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 be baptized in the holy ghost is is to to be filled with and controlled by the holy spirit a lot of people have the holy spirit but when you're baptized in the holy ghost the holy spirit has you That's when you allow Him to control you. When you allow Him to influence you to the point that you're following Christ and not your own will and not the ways of the world. Praise God. You're marching to the beat of a different drummer. Glory be to God. To them that look for Him, He shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Not coming to judge the earth. Not coming to judge the world. Not coming to judge sin. But simply coming for his bride. Coming for his children. Praise God. Friend of mine, I don't know about you, but I'm looking for him. Praise God. And the the Amplified says it very well today. It says to bring full salvation to those who are eagerly, constantly, and patiently waiting for and expecting him hallelujah praise god i would be amazed if jesus came before this broadcast was over but i would not be surprised did you hear what i said i'm going to say it again i would be absolutely amazed if jesus came before this broadcast was over but i would not be surprised why because i'm looking for him to return hallelujah every day i get up anticipating the soon coming of jesus and i know it could be this day it could be today that's why if you don't know christ the message to you today is don't put off that decision come to him Repent of your sin. Accept Christ as your Savior. Let Him seal you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let Him let Him acknowledge you as His child as you acknowledge Him as your Heavenly Father. And Jesus as your Sovereign and your Savior. Your Lord and Savior. Jesus is coming back for us, friend. Make no mistake about that. As we live in anticipation of His return, We have a healthy self-watch that keeps us pursuing holiness through a purifying hope. 
I want to say that again. Praise God. We have a healthy self-watch that keeps us pursuing holiness through a purifying hope. Let me read that concept to you, that principle from 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. It said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. See, we've been sealed. We've been marked as His own. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. And every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself even as he is pure. And every man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. Praise God. That's why God wants every one of his children to know that his coming is very near. Because we live in a world where, well, we let me put it this way, it's a polluted world. It's a garbage can world. It's a world that you can't be in without the sense of the uncleanness that is is permeated the world in which that we live. And it's getting worse as the time nears for the coming of the tribulation and the coming of Christ. The world is getting worse, but the church is getting ready for the coming of Jesus. I believe there's a purifying message, a cleansing message. You know, John 15 said, Now you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. Praise God. Amen. And so there's a message today, not only for the church to get ready and let the word of God cleanse us. For the Bible said Christ loved the church and cleansed, washed, cleansed it, cleansed it with the washing of water by the word. Have you ever been in a church service where the word of God began to touch you so deeply that you begin to make adjustments in your life. You begin to rearrange your values and reset your values. You begin to repent of sins of commission and sins of omission because you have a deep desire to be right with God. Hallelujah. It's a powerful, positive thing when the Word of God really hits us, not to hurt us, but to cause us to acknowledge our need for that cleansing in our life. Praise God. And Christ loved the church according to Ephesians 5, and he cleansed it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it unto himself <laughs> as a holy people, a holy nation, a holy bride, not having spot nor blemish nor any such thing, but that it should be holy. Praise God. That's a word you don't hear in a lot of circles today. But God has not lowered the standard to accommodate this culture, this putrefying culture. He's still calling his people to purity. <laughs> and whoever has this hope of his soon return and what's going to occur when he does return, hallelujah, it says, if you've got that hope in you, 
if you're anticipating his coming, if you're anticipating standing before your God and your King, your Sovereign and your Savior, he that has this hope purifieth himself. We allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. We allow the Word of God to cleanse us, literally to purge us, that we might become pure and then more fruitful for him. Praise God. Amen. And the message to you that don't know him today, he's coming soon. He wants you to be ready for his soon coming. He doesn't want you to be left behind, to face the tribulation, to face the judgments that are coming upon the whole earth, and no one will escape them. In fact, Jesus said in, in, the, in the book of Revelation uh, to the church, uh, uh, a particular church, but really to the church at large and the church in general, because you've kept the word of my patience. <laughs> Amen. Because you've been faithful to me, I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. I want to read that to you in closing today. Revelation chapter 3. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and he that shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. And has kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. One translation says, kept my command to endure patiently. One paraphrase says, obeyed my command to persevere. And the Amplified says, expectant endurance. Kept my word to expectantly endure. And verse 11 says, behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, which that no man take thy crown. Behold, I come quickly. This is speaking 2,000 years ago that he's coming quickly. It doesn't mean he's coming in that generation. It means when he comes, it's going to be in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen so fast. There won't be any opportunity to get ready Therefore, he told us not to get ready. He said, be ye also ready. For in an hour you think not, the Son of Man cometh. And when he does, friend, it's going to be quickly. A moment, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, as the lightning shineth from the east to the west, so shall it be in the day that the Son of Man cometh. Glory to God, all friend of mine. Friend of mine, today is the day of salvation. The, today is the day of watchfulness and preparedness. Watch and pray. Watch and pray 
Today is the day that the church of Jesus Christ, every Christian, therefore, should be on high alert to the Lord's soon coming. We should raise our eyes and look on the fields that are white and ready unto harvest. Oh, friend of mine, we have a very short time and we're told to work while it is day. While we have the opportunity, the daylight, for the night is coming when no man shall work. Today is a day of great opportunity to see the harvest fields and the willingness of God to go with us into those fields. The willingness of the Lord of the harvest, (laughs) hallelujah, to send us into those fields. I feel like this ministry uh, is being sent. Uh, Praise God. God, I believe God has sent this message to you today, sent us to you today. And I believe he's sending his ministers and his message to the world. Praise God. Through the media, just like this today. There's others. We're certainly not the only one. And we're not in competition. We're in cooperation with everyone that is bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, if you don't know him, as your Savior, I am convinced that God is speaking to you. I am absolutely convinced that God is talking to you today. I'm convinced that the Holy Spirit is right there where you are today as you are hearing this broadcast. And I know what He's saying. I know what He's saying to you. He's saying, repent of your sin. Don't run from Jesus Christ. Run to Him and accept Him as your Savior and be forgiven and be pardoned and be sealed with the Holy Spirit and be ready for the soon coming of Jesus. And and He's speaking to you and me as Christians to look up for our redemption draweth nigh Oh, friend, will you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.